0: It all started in college with two cousins growing grubs in a laundry room, driven by the belief that there must be a better way to feed our pets while doing right by our
1: planet. Grubly farms grubs consume a diet of fruits, veggies, and grains that would otherwise go to waste. Then, after the grubs are done chowing down and growing, the grub harvest of protein rich grubs is oven dried without anything added all natural, clean protein. Then, Grubly Farms crafts a blend of grubs with farm-grown veggies to make wholesome, delicious chicken feed and dog snacks. Together, let's help our pets and the
0: planet thrive. You can check out all the products Grubly Farms has to offer by going to grublyfarms.com, and you can use code DRINKANDFARM25 at checkout to get 25% off your first order.
1: Welcome to We Drink and We Farm Things. This is the farm comedy podcast that is an adult happy hour for the farming community.
0: We drink adult beverages, talk about the ups and downs of farming things, and give zero
1: clucks about not having the perfect farm life. We keep it real with you and share the mistakes we've made and what we've learned so you can feel less alone in this farm thing. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm things. Oh, hey there, Sam. Oh, hey there, Bev. That mug always makes me laugh.
0: I'm having a high anxiety day, so it felt
1: appropriate. (laughs) So what does it say for the listeners?
0: So it says, ask me about my social anxiety. (laughs) Which is like the thing that someone with social anxiety probably doesn't want you to do, which I think is why it's so funny. (laughs) Yes, exactly. It's more like, don't ask me anything, please, and thank you. It's more like, stay silent, <laughs> pretend like I'm not here. Don't, yeah, uh, don't even look at me. It's making me don't nervous. Engage.
1: <laughs> don't engage. <laughs> so what is in the mug today? Oh,
0: you know it's coffee. Oh, I know, gosh. I know. <laughs> But I did get a new shipment of my Costa Rica coffee, so I'm excited about that. So I'll be mixing up my coffee routine a little more, and I'm hoping to start making some goat milk lattes. My friend Fruitdale Farm made some with some of my goat milk the other day, and I was like, that was genius. Why haven't I been making lattes?
1: (laughs) Yes. I feel like just regular old coffee might be a little more convenient sometimes, though. It
0: is, yeah, especially when you're having a high anxiety day.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) So what did you open over there? I saw you twisting something.
1: I know, and I poured. I am drinking a Fair Life Nutrition Plan protein shake, salted caramel. I had a weird morning myself taking the cats to the vet, so, like, my coffee routine got all out of whack. But I did go to Bigby this morning and have a sweet foam white lavender latte iced and that was delicious. So now I'm just making up for the protein later in the day.
0: I like it. I like it. That sounds good. There's a Big B up near Van Wert. So I know what that is. At first, I was like, is that a grocery store? And then I was like, oh no, wait, that's a coffee shop.
1: Yes. And fun fact I used to work at a Big B oh. in college, and it's the only job I ever got fired from. Oh my gosh. Not because I was bad at it, because the manager was questionable morally and I called him on and he didn't he don't like it oh okay fair <laughs> enough fair enough yes I loved that job though it was so fun
0: <laughs> my college job was piercing pagoda
1: and I just left
0: one day did you pierce people I did I pierced ears just ears <gasps> yeah Ooh,
1: that's dangerous
0: <laughs> yeah I was pretty good at it I did babies and adults and screaming toddlers and 12 year olds that wouldn't get back in the chair I did it all.
1: (laughs) Would you say those skills are transferable to the farm in some ways?
0: Yes, they are. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We do hard things at the same time so that you don't have to do it twice. Yes. Good lesson. There we go. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Our drink peep this episode is our friend Natalie Quist, and she is at Cloud Lover Fiber over on the Instagram. So cheers, lady. Cheers. (laughs)
1: All right, so we're going to talk about more pregnancy things. I know some of you might be kind of sick of this by now. Just a couple more months, though. Trust me, I'm I'm ready to be done with being pregnant myself because physically it's not too bad. <laughs> Although I am starting to make a lot of noises when I sit down or stand up. I bet. Even though I'm not that big yet, but the hormones and the emotions are what is currently mm-hmm, not fun. I'll tell a little story just for transparency. <laughs> last day I was like mentally fed up with a lot of things and you know how you have that moment where it's like the silliest straw just kind of makes you break. I was trying to put a pillowcase on a pillow and it was not going well because the pillow is kind of fluffy and it just I couldn't and I threw it across the room and just started like sobbing. <laughs> Like, hyperventilating kind of sobbing. And then Matt starts laughing at me because he's watching me. Because he saw the whole thing happen, and he doesn't know how to react. And he's not, like, super good with emotions. He's gotten a lot better. (laughs) And then I'm like, stop laughing at me. But it wasn't even, like, the pillow thing. It was just, like, everything else going on in my brain. So... (laughs) And then I couldn't breathe because of all the snot because you just have more snot when you're pregnant too. So yeah, that's where I was at emotionally, at least the night before we record this. So I'm kind of over it from that perspective. (laughs) And another thing that I think was compounding with that was as you get larger, you can't do as much and you're not supposed to be lifting as much. And sometimes I feel worthless. And one of the things that I have to adjust to, we'll talk about today, is gardening while pregnant? So we're going to talk about some of that today. I recently saw in the What to Expect App forum that I just like kind of, I just observe. Smart. Because pre-moms seem just as nasty as mom groups sometimes, and I'm not going to get in there and engage. Yeah. But there was some questions about is gardening safe? in there and there are definitely varying levels of comfort for people. So today we'll talk about some basics and kind of what I think I'll be doing this summer to adjust.
0: I think that that is going to be a great conversation for us to have because, you know, even if someone isn't expecting or not planning to expect, you can use this information to connect with and, you know, engage with your expecting friends in a way that shows that you empathize and understand you know it's easy for us to get stuck in our own little worlds and think that what we're working on or what we're thinking about is what the priority is but it's really not (laughs) like you know what I mean like other things are happening around us
1: (laughs) so just Off the top here, if you kind of want to downsize what you're doing or even just do light gardening or even get started, one of the safest ways that you can still garden during pregnancy is to grow your plants in containers. This is awesome because you're going to eliminate things like the need to weed a lot. You might have to do just like a tiny bit. Like my blueberry plants tend to get grass in them somehow. (laughs) even though they're in pots right now. You can also eliminate a lot of pest issues if it's up off the ground too. You're still probably going to get something once in a while, but it's not low on the ground. So it kind of decreases that pest issue. And this is why I invested in some green stock planters this year. And we'll be doing mostly raised gardening beds this year, as well as hanging baskets, because I'm not going to be wanting to bend over a lot. (laughs) I mean, that feels fair. I couldn't even put on shoes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm not to that point yet. But luckily, like my boots, I don't even need to bend over to put those on. So that's good. Yeah. Nowadays, all my stuff is slip on and I'm not pregnant. <laughs> it's just for the convenience.
0: Yeah. I just I like an easy life. What can I say? <laughs>
1: yeah. So one of the things you're, you might see is some I'm going to call it fearmongering. maybe other people feel different and that's okay a lot of people don't even think it's safe to garden when you're pregnant and there's a few reasons for that but overall it's totally fine you can do it safely and comfortably while you're pregnant you're, you're going to want to make some accommodations like we mentioned about the containers that's a pretty solid idea if you can do that but there are some risks you want to keep in mind so This article covers three main risks that you want to keep in mind. And then also some really helpful suggestions outside of just the container idea, too. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) So number one is chemical exposure. And this is one I didn't really think of because we don't use a lot of chemicals around here. But it is a good reminder because things like Roundup aren't probably good for you to be using while you're trying to grow a human.
0: That feels fair. Yeah. And that's not a judgment on saying that Roundup is always bad or anything like that. No, we use it here. Yeah. We use it on our driveway. Yeah. yeah I was going to say Jared uses it here on our driveway as well. Because
1: we decided that it was better for the environment than salt. <laughs> yeah. And we did in a whole episode about salt too. So. We did. Yeah. You know, the, I think you. we've all maybe seen the commercials about Roundup and the lawsuit about the chemicals making people at risk for developing for cancer and stuff like that. I'm not sure if they've changed their, like, chemical mixes since then. I, I assume they did. But it's probably still not good for you to be around that stuff. Just better safe than sorry if you can avoid that. So one of the things you can also consider is organic gardening. However, this is much more labor-intensive. Which is why, you know, organic produce tends to be a little more expensive because you got to work a little harder for it. But if you are going to have exposure to chemicals, you can do things like wear long sleeves, long pants, gloves and a mask if you're the one spraying or hand that task off to a family member to do for you if you can.
0: Yeah. And one thing that I want to remind everybody too is that organic gardening doesn't come without exposure to things because just because it's natural doesn't necessarily mean that it's always safe in any dose. I've said it before, I'll say it again, the dose is what makes the poison. So, regardless of what it is, whether it's an organic soil amendment or, you know, something else that you're going to be spraying or touching, just because it says it's organic that doesn't mean that you can go <laughs> willy-nilly with it. You need to read the bottle instructions, you need to see if there's any warnings on it, and if you have any questions, talk to your doctor about
1: it. Yeah, <laughs> cuz <'Cause> they'll know. <laughs> yes. All right. Number two, a pregnant body is a hot body under the best circumstances. And I don't mean mean sexy here. I mean, some people (laughs) are into that sort of thing. And that's really cool. I definitely don't feel sexy over here, especially if it's hot out. I
0: think motherhood is sexy
1: because it's powerful. (laughs) But that's just me. we go. Yeah. But we're talking about extreme warm. In heat, um, <laughs> you're talking about physical temperature. <laughs> yes, there we go. So when you're pregnant, your metabolism is increased, even though it doesn't feel like it because you're gaining all kinds of weight, probably. But the other processes in your body are also working over time, so your body's gonna overheat easier. Like I'm already getting hotter at night for no reason at all. So during the day, when you're out in the heat. It's really important to not overheat. So listen to uh, last week's episode, if you haven't already, about the dive bar, because we talk about beating the heat. And a lot of this stuff is very similar in this article as what we went over in the dive bar. So make sure you're drinking out of a water bottle, even if you don't feel thirsty, because you're actually dehydrated when you start to feel thirsty. Mm -hmm. So you want to stay ahead of it. Yeah, that's going to be key. Because you just need more water when you're pregnant anyways. Your skin is also more sensitive to sunlight. And we all talked about that experience the other day too when we recorded uh, the dive bar. So make sure you're wearing sunscreen like I mentioned. And we'll link to it again here. I'm using a mineral or a zinc-based sunscreen. Because sunscreen has some questionable ingredients sometimes depending on the brand you're using. So I'm comfortable with the mineral or the zinc sunscreen. So... That's what I will be using. And then you can also do the thing where you're covering up with long sleeves and long pants. But personally, that sounds pretty miserable to me, especially when I'm feeling large and in charge. (laughs) I'm also planning on maybe starting earlier in the day, too. So sleeves might not be so bad, you know, at like eight o'clock in the morning, depending on the humidity. I would say eight's pretty hot here by midsummer. I think in order to beat the sun, I need to be up by like six. <laughs> yes. And then also take breaks in the shade. Very important. Have a good chair to sit in so you can sit down, drink some water,
0: and relax. Yeah. And make yourself more sitting areas just in general. I'm all for it. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a comfortable seat area
1: pusher. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So lastly, toxoplasmosis. This is the biggest threat in the garden. Really? And this is, yes. This is where people get a little... Heated? I don't want to say like... Polarized, but there are a lot of opinions on how to manage this and how much of a problem it actually is. But as we talked before, I think in the chicken keeping while pregnant episode, toxoplasmosis is a disease that is caused by a microscopic parasite, Toxoplasma gondii, and this is usually found in cats. It can affect humans and can be serious for pregnant women. And it can cause damage to babies developing organs, miscarriage, and stillbirth. So you might be like, well, what do cats have to do with garden?" (laughs) That kind of depends on your garden setup. So nobody keeps their cat's litter box in the garden. But if you're like us and have barn cats or a lot of strays that hang around and we have both, they might think your garden soil is the perfect outdoor litter box. And I've definitely seen my cat Felix using my raised beds as a litter box.
0: Mm -hmm. I have too. (laughs) Uh, It's one of the reasons why you always want to just wash everything really good when you pull it out of the garden. (laughs) you have no idea what mother nature put on it (laughs) right and
1: even just like birds flying over and crapping on your cucumbers like you have no control over that either (laughs) absolutely yeah (laughs) toxoplasmosis or not just wash your veggies so if you've ever had cats and potted plants in the same place you may have experienced this at some point too Even if you don't have cats, you don't know if a stray cat has wandered into your garden either. So it's a good idea to moisten your garden soil before planting or working it. Because that's going to help reduce the amount of dust that you stir up that you could be inhaling. And also wear gloves and wash your hands after working in the garden. Like I think I've said before, I don't like wearing gloves while I'm gardening. I don't either. But I've started to this year. So, womp womp. It sucks. I don't like it. But... I don't want to get sick either, even though I'm, like, pretty positive I probably have immunity to this at this point because I grew (laughs) up with all kinds of cats at my grandparents' farm. And I'm a cat lady here, too. (laughs) Mm -hmm. One of the things I did see that felt a little extreme and, like, a bad idea to me personally, but, again, it's all about your comfort level, a lot of people were saying they were going to wear masks in their gardens for that dust factor we were talking about. But when I consider that with how hot it is, I would not be down for that. So that's where that moistening your garden soil is probably a good idea. Because really, if it's not dusty and you're not kicking stuff up, I do think the need for a mask is probably pretty small at that point
0: yeah and you wouldn't just want to use any mask you'd want a particulate mask like so that it caught all the little tiny things so I'm thinking more like the kind of mask that you use when you're working with like powders like mica or like dyeing agents pigments things like that but moistening the soil totally takes care of that so just don't dump it out and let it
1: right Exactly. So again, all about your comfort level. Honestly, no judgment. If that's going to make you more comfortable, go ahead and do it. I'm, I will not be doing that personally. And like Bev said, wash your vegetables. (laughs) I do like to like eat things straight out of the garden sometimes though. And I'm going to have to resist that this year too. And (sighs) so that's kind of a bummer. Okay. So I'm pretty excited about this next part because I think a lot of people can use this, whether they're expecting or not this is just good general advice because like how do the subsection read like how to garden during pregnancy and not die in the
0: process
1: (laughs) and that's more like dramatic than like literal but like when it's really hot out I think we've all had that oh my god I feel like I'm gonna pass out kind of feeling or I can't do this anymore so you know even if you have some kind of injury there are things you can do to modify to make it a little easier on you well, and
0: really quick, I've been making everything easier on me, whether I'm feeling bad or not, because I'm just capable of doing more and better when I'm not totally wiped or exhausted or sore, or I've overextended something on myself. Our motto this year has been work smarter, not harder. And like <laughs> My husband and I, we put back seven 300-pound limestone steps around our porch on our own with the use of two-by-fours for lovers. Like, so no one hurt their back or did anything. So, like, I'm really looking forward to these tips because I don't want to hurt physically anymore. I just don't, whether I'm capable of it or
1: not. Right. Exactly. The first one, which I'm bad at, is ask for help. (laughs) Teamwork. Yeah. So, usually, I plant the majority of the garden myself. And depending on what trimester you're in and how you're feeling and your planting schedule, are you cramming everything into like one day or are you doing it over several weekends? That's probably going to make a difference. Also considering the size of your garden and your growing methods. Are you doing straight in the ground? Are you doing vertical gardening? Are you doing containers? You might have to ask for help from your friends and family. You can always bribe them with some of the harvest too. If they are helping you. Pizza and beer. That goes a long way around here. (laughs) I think it goes a long way in most places. Yeah. For sure. (laughs) Also, the article suggests that you need a seeder. And I'm not talking about, like, the tree. I'm talking about a device that seeds your garden for you. I've avoided buying a garden seeder Up till now, especially last year, I was like, This is silly. I can just bend over and put them in the ground. It's not a big deal. But if you are planting directly under the ground for things like corn, corn's the big one that I'm thinking of and what I'm primarily buying this thing for.
0: Oh, so you did buy one?
1: Well, I'm going to. Okay. And I'll link to the one I'm going to buy in the show notes. They're not like super duper expensive, it is a hundred bucks. And when I think of it, might be a little over that. I mean, why would I pay that much for something that I could just do myself? But saves your back. Exactly. And it's a lot faster. So I know some people have them, like my parents. That's actually how I even knew what it was <laughs> because I think my dad got one last year. And there's like these little discs that you put in for different size seeds. And you just walk behind it and it automatically drops them into your soft soil And then puts them in a row. And because it's got this little disc thing, it knows where to drop it. And it also covers the row with the dirt behind it. Really? Yes. Oh. Depending on what one you get, there might be some reviews of, like, it doesn't drop just one seed. Or it doesn't make a perfect row. But most of the time with that stuff, you're planting two at a time anyways. And then you go back and thin it. So while I probably won't get perfect rows doing this and I can't really use weed barrier for I was gonna that say
0: stuff that's why it's out for me because I can't use weed barrier
1: <laughs> yep but for corn I'm thinking we'll just put weed barrier on either side
0: that's a good idea just run strips of it and then have the row I mean because for corn you don't need a very wide row maybe six inches will do it I Exactly. You're welcome, guys. I just called this six inches, but. (laughs) (laughs) It was like a foot.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. But yes, exactly. So that's something I'm going to purchase because I don't want to be bending over all the time.
0: Yeah. No, that's totally fair. I think that if I were to put in a really big area of corn, I would consider doing something like that. So I'll keep that in the back of my head. I'll noodle on that. (laughs)
1: We're going hard on the corn and I actually bought some fun popcorn seed that's like blue and pink. So it comes out fun colors so I can pop my own popcorn and not have all the fun chemicals in it. And then I just put my own butter all over it and make it unhealthy again.
0: Yeah. I was just a warning.
1: Sometimes all those fun chemicals is what makes it taste good. I know that, that,
0: that some people are going to scream at me and think that I'm wrong about that.
1: But Yeah. I don't think you're wrong about that <laughs> at all because they love me some microwave popcorn. Yeah.
0: I tried to switch Jared and he was like, this is not popcorn. I was like, <laughs> the butter
1: is what does it for me, though. So, yeah. Everyone's taste buds are different. Yes. All right. So, other things to keep in mind when you're gardening while you're pregnant. Integrated pest management. This is a method of controlling pests and reducing the amount of chemicals that you're using. This is a great time for you to try it out. You're physically removing pests using planting techniques like crop rotation and companion planting, along with other control methods like using predator- <laughs> predatory nematodes. That will actually help control problematic insects without chemicals. So these are not perfect, but it is something for you to try, depending on what the pest is.
0: Yeah, and we've actually done an episode about crop rotation, so we'll link to that in the show notes for you. So if you want to listen to that one, you can. And I feel fairly confident that we've done one on companion planting as well.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Clothing, again, be comfortable Try to wear light colored clothes that are either cotton or wicking materials. Lighter colors won't absorb as much sunlight, but this is coming from a person that wears a lot of black. So we'll see how I do this summer. <laughs> Again, with the long sleeves, you could try that too. So just maybe play around and see what you're most comfortable in. Just because the article says to wear long sleeves, if you're really just not co- like comfortable in that, don't force yourself. Swear sunscreen again. Drink lots of water even when you're not thirsty. In the last episode about heat, we also talked about supplementing with like liquid IV or some other kind of sports drink. And then, last but not least, gardening tools. Yes, we already talked about the cedar, but just go ahead and buy yourself something pretty. <laughs> that's what I did. I treated myself to another set of gardening tools this year that had cute patterns on them and came with gloves because I needed a new pair of gloves because looking at something pretty might make me feel less miserable while I'm out there working. We'll see how that works, but.
0: I agree. <laughs>
1: it's my theory. And you
0: can also get gardening tools with long handles to help keep you from having to stoop down and stuff. Mm-hmm. My favorite tool of all times. I forget what the real name of it is. There, It has a real name. Karen from Just Grow Something podcast actually talked about it as one of her favorite tools. But I call it a hula hoe because it's a hoe, but it's empty in the middle. So it's <laughs> like, you know what I'm talking
1: about? All I can think of is like a garden hoe and a hula skirt. That's all I can think of because I've never heard of a hula ho before. So, yeah, I call
0: him a hula ho because I use it to, oh, I used it in the desert to weed in the rocks because the rocks would go through the middle. So, I always called it a hula ho, And when I, a stirrup hoe? It's a stirrup hoe. That's what it's called, a stirrup hoe. Because Jerry was like, what's a hula ho? And I was like, it's a hoe, but it's
1: empty in the middle. He's like, I can't even picture that. <laughs> well, like that is a frequently used term. So, they seem interchangeable. Just by <laughs> Good, so quick- it's
0: not just me. <laughs>
1: no, 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 no. But yeah, so, inter- okay, that actually looks really handy, and I might need one.
0: For like weeding garden paths and stuff, you got to keep it sharp. So you need to buy a sharpening tool because it works better when it's sharp. I always forget about it. I tend to weed the hard way and bend over and hurt my back and stuff. And I was like, I have all these tools to beat them out. Why do I make this hard on myself? Yeah.
1: I almost (laughs) wonder, like with the idea of the cedar and not being able to do weed cloth, that that would be a good tool to use in between corn. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, because then you could just clean up in between corn and the cool thing is is so like once those plants get big enough that they're shading that strip that's not covered in the weed barrier you will get a lot less weeds now there are some things that can just grow under any conditions Mm -hmm. and you're gonna have to hoe those out (laughs) but a lot of them It'll be really helpful. And if you knock down all the weeds before seeding happens, like in the areas that are around your garden or within the wind path of your garden, that'll help cut down on weeds too. That's one of the reasons why I finally covered that strawberry patch. I was like, I'm getting weeds in here because this is seeding everything
1: else. (laughs) Yeah. There you go. All right. So those are just some tips for surviving your gardening while you're pregnant no matter what phase you're in first trimester you might not be that big but you might want to vomit everywhere and being outside in the heat and maybe even drinking water is hard for you hopefully some of these tips can help you at least get out and do a little bit but yeah I'm very pro uh container and raised bed garden this year absolutely (laughs) but I have a lot of different pumpkins and pumpkin seeds that I want to try so there will be some in the ground but I'm gonna make it as manageable as possible with that weed cloth we were talking about recently too
0: yeah but that's it yeah that's it chat with us in our Facebook group about anything that you're doing to make gardening just easier in general for you this year because I think that those tips are universal regardless of your growing a human situation
1: yeah for sure And be sure to leave us a review if you haven't already. We will read one a week when we have them from Apple Podcast. Or if you call and leave us a voicemail, you can leave a review that way. If you don't have iTunes or don't want to download it to your laptop, we totally understand. So that's your other option. We read one a week and then we take each one that we read and put the name in a hat and draw a name out. And that person wins an exclusive coffee mug that is not and never will be in the shop. Make sure you leave your Instagram handle or something else where we can match you up with your review if you win. And this week, we do not have one. So, yeah, one more week in uh, May. So go leave a review. (laughs) Yeah, for sure.
0: And if you would, please and thank you, share this episode over on Instagram and in your stories and tag us at drink and farm. We'll send you a promo code just for this episode that'll give you a percentage off in our shop. And you can share the post we make on Instagram and tag us about the episode, or you can take a screenshot of yourself listening to it, or you can just take a selfie with your earbuds in and say that you're listening to drink and farm. We'll reshare it and send you that promo code.
1: And make sure you take a look at today's show notes to find links to the article we discussed as well as some of the products we discussed today. There's also a survey where you can tell us how we're doing anonymously and links to fun things like our social media and our merch shop.
0: Yep, yeah, and you can get to the show notes by going to drinkandfarm.com 204, and that's just numbers, 204.
1: Yeah, so until next time, drink, farm. And give zero clocks. <laughs> Bye now. Bye. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm things.